Hey guys, guess what? It's just me recapping the Hurricane San Jose game. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. And boy, uh, what a great win that the Hurricanes had 6-3 to three over San Jose uh, last night as I am recording this. And a uh, great game. I did not watch the whole game because of work. Same goes for my co-host Sam Driscoll. But we were able to watch the first period. And before we even get to the first period, I know a lot of people were stunned um, a little bit. And I was too. I was concerned. But apparently, um, Sebastian Ajo did not play last night. Um, Now, he was at morning skates. I do know that. But apparently, they held him out. I hope it is nothing serious. I don't think it was serious. I think he was at, Brittamore was asked after the game last night to know if he was um, like seriously hurt but I didn't see I didn't hear anything alarming from Brenda Moore that I think is going where Aho is going to be out long term I mean that would be a devastating blow and I think when I heard that news I was like they might be able to get away with that against a team like San Jose and listen I'm not saying San Jose is a bad team I don't really think there is a to me, I mean, yeah, I mean, there are bad teams in the league, but no team is a pushover, as I have learned, especially after the Anaheim game, because we know Anaheim most likely is probably still in rebuilding mode, and obviously, I think part of it, too, um, Anaheim was pretty good, but I think another part of why we lost that game against Anaheim was that uh, Hurricanes just was abysmal, I believe, on defense and never really got to their game. Uh, well, okay, so they got to their game in the second and third periods. I do remember that. But uh, first period, Carolina did not have a good start. But good news is with that San Jose game, Carolina did have a really good start in that first period. Again, that's the only period that I watched, uh, both Sam and I. But in that first period, obviously, um, Ajo's not in the lineup. So you have Tara Vinen being center. And you know what? Tara Vinen, I know it's against San Jose. But my gosh, Tara Vinen, he looked uh, really, really good. And I believe he won uh, nine out of... Um, I can't remember how many face-offs he won. But he won a very good uh, portion of the face-offs, he was 55% on, in the face-off dot. That is really good. And Tara Vinen, I, I think he can be a very good center because he can be very good on the defensive side of the puck too, not just offense. Obviously, he's been showing a lot of that ever since the start of the season. So first period, obviously, there is a defensive miscue, of course, uh, because um, within the first uh, four minutes, you have Zetterlin scoring on a breakaway goal. 
Um, Anderson probably wants to be maybe a little bit more square, but I don't really put that goal on Anderson because I think uh, Burns and Slavin probably should have been a little bit more tight defensively. Uh, I don't know if they saw Zetterlin uh, behind them or not, but uh, that's obviously, to me, more of a defensive miscue than I think it was a goaltending issue. But other than that, the first period I thought was played very well. And I mean, it showed in the shots too. Shots, I believe 18 shots for Carolina and five for San Jose. Like Car- like that, those shot totals reflected, I believe, um, how good Carolina was. And Carolina finally scored. It was on the power play it was, as it was Seth Jarvis who scored. It was a great um, kind of uh, poke to the puck as he kind of poked it in to the net because it was Tara Vinan who passed it to Bunting and Bunting obviously took a hard uh, slap shot to it. Seth Jarvis, he finds the rebound and he scores. Very uh, good goal because Seth Jarvis, I'm telling you, I think Seth Jarvis is one of the most natural goal scorers. I think, Jar- I think Svechnikov can be a uh, pure goal scorer, but I think Jarvis, I think he's on his way there, and I think this is a, this game that San Jose had was, a, I think, a very, very good stepping stone. I really do. And we are now tied with San Jose, which is good. You want to be tied early as that puts you in a better position to win the game uh, now and later down in the game obviously. So it's one to one. And then there is the scare that I think everybody had. Obviously there was a huge slap shot taken. Um, Anderson saves it of course, but he saved it kind of off the mask or forehead. I can't remember. I didn't think he looked really dazed, but he could have been. Again, to me, it's a little bit hard to look through the goalie's mask and see their true expressions on their face uh, for me it is but uh, obviously he went to the room because I mean if it's had something they're going to send you to the room and I think part of that I think is good because it shows that they care or at least the Hurricanes medical staff or coaching staff they care for their players they they don't really want any huge uh, head injuries and don't want to take chances. Biggest thing, they just don't want to take chances with head injuries. So they take him to the room, and then Ronta comes in, and um, that's the last we see of Anderson. I think we all thought Anderson might be coming back. I did a little bit, but it turns out he did not. Now, it was mentioned after the game, or I think it might have been during the game too. I can't remember. Uh, but Anderson was held out for precautionary reasons. Um, I honestly am completely in support of that because you, I, you just can't take any chances, especially with a team that's win now trying to win a Stanley Cup. You really got to focus more long-term than the short-term. Uh, Ronta, I, I mean, the past two games he played in Anaheim and now San Jose. Anaheim, I thought there were a couple goals that Ronta probably could have saved. Um, He lets another, to me, another soft one one in in the second period, which we'll get to. But that was pretty much all I saw of the San Jose game. 
but uh, now we're going to uh, go into the second and third periods. But before we do, let's head to our sponsor. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So second period. As I mentioned, I did not watch the second and third period, but my gosh, uh, Kane's scoring shorthanded once again it is amazing i think that is four straight games now hurricanes have scored shorthanded and it is jacob slavin scoring i thought that was a bit of a funny goal too when i saw the recap of uh the game because obviously slavin delivers a great 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 po check and he goes on a breakaway he aims for the chest which honestly if you're trying to get a goal you that's probably the spot where you least want to shoot at, but he aims for it and he gets the rebound. He gets the rebound and then he kind of puts it behind uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, who um, honestly has been very solid for San Jose. Um, and I know uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, he uh, basically held San Jose in a game recently against Colorado where he made over 50 saves before the first goal was scored on him. And, I mean, Blackwood, I thought he was probably pretty solid too. Uh, but, obviously, the team in front of him is just not really good, unfortunately, for San Jose. But good for us because we're Canes fans. And But, unfortunately, um, that 2-1 uh, to one lead eventually uh, evaporates. Uh, Zadina scores on the power play. That's something us Canes fans don't like to see, and it's not really um, the norm, obviously, for us because, I mean, we we think of this Hurricanes team, and especially with the players that we have, we think this is going to be a very good defensive team. So far this season, not really, uh, although with an exception of a few players like, probably Jacob Slavin, Brent Burns, but yeah, you could say that they weren't really covering uh, Zetterland for the uh, first goal there for San Jose, but it's Phillips Dina scoring on the power play. I mean, he comes in um, quite a ways away um, 
from Ronta, I believe like 15 feet away, I believe, and he scores. And that's, to me, something Ronta needs to have. Uh, he needs to be probably a little bit more aggressive. And I think if Ronta was a little bit more aggressive outside of his net, I think he could have stopped Philip Zadina's risk shot there. Uh, kind of not let that uh, shot go in, but it does. It's tied 2-2. Two to two. And then San Jose, um, one of their coveted prospects that they're really having hopes for is William Eklund. He scores on that third goal. Um, interestingly enough, that third goal I saw, it, um, Brandon Moore challenged, obviously. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that. Personally, I didn't think there was enough for the goal to be overturned. And to me, the reason why is because if the puck is still um, loose like it was because it hit off the boards and went to Eklund, so you could say probably maybe a little bit of puck luck there. Uh, and obviously, um, Ranta's um, pads, maybe you could say it was goalie interference. I don't because I think there probably should have been a little bit more. And again, the puck was live. Uh, Eklund has every right to try and get that puck. And Unfortunately, Ronta, I think, probably wants to be in a bit of a better position. Uh, but it's William Eklund scoring to uh, give the the San Jose Sharks a 3-2 to two lead. And obviously, in the second period that I've seen a lot of, um, at the end of it was when Tony D'Angelo, of course, he accidentally, and I think looking at that, incident with the ref I think D'Angelo did accidentally hit the ref's elbow I don't think the ref was out to get D'Angelo I really don't but unfortunately the incident happened and I and here's the thing on my here's my take on that uh Tony D'Angelo he's trying to do his job just like any player would I think the ref needs to Personally, I don't think he should have given D'Angelo a two-minute penalty because D'Angelo, even though he can be a hothead at times, he can on the ice. We've seen it before. Um, D'Angelo is trying to do his job, and even though it was an accident, you did prevent him from doing his job. So he's probably not happy. You kind of have to expect that from him. And I think the biggest thing for the official there is just... Again, this is my opinion. I really think the official just needs to be like, you know what? I'm going to let this go. And I think he should have. Now, this is when I think there was a mistake by D'Angelo. Obviously, at the end of that second period, then this is how he got that 10 minutes misconduct, uh, was that he went to the ref a little bit more and was talking to him, and that's how he got it. Uh, to me, that is purely on D'Angelo. You cannot... Um, keep holding that uh, against the official and speaking out about it because you just got to play the game. It's not going to go your way. Uh, hockey's not going to go your way sometimes. So sometimes I think, and especially in the case of D'Angelo, I really think he kind of needed to not say anything there, just keep playing hockey. 
so that's kind of my opinion on the whole D'Angelo thing with the official. It sucks, but D'Angelo, I think um, the second time of going to the ref, I think uh, that is uncalled for. I really think he should have controlled, <laughs> I think, his mouth probably a little bit more. I understand the first time. I really do. But uh, the second time, I, you just, you just got to let that go. And, I mean, you had two minutes to kind of let that go. You had some time. I just think you should have uh, let bygones speak bygones and then play hockey. But, um, unfortunately, that didn't really affect the Hurricanes a ton negatively. But in the third period, and from what I've heard from Adam Gold, uh, what's funny, in the third period, even though we got uh, four goals, uh, he said that this is probably the most – uh, the least interesting period for the Hurricanes. Uh, so that was interesting to, to hear. But obviously, Nason, he scores on a power play. That was a great pass from KK. Who, honestly, KK, I thought he was really good when I saw him in the first period. I thought that, uh, I thought, I think it was, um, no, well, I think he was good. But I think it was the terror of Vianen being center to Michael Bunting and Natchez. I thought that line was really good in the first period from what I saw. Um, I don't know if that translated into a third period or not. I Honestly, I want to say it did, considering that the Hurricanes got four goals. Uh, but um, I'm not going to assume anything. But Nason, he gets a very, very great goal, a great pass from KK, and Nason is able to get it under the armpits of McKenzie Blackwood. Just a great goal. And then, obviously, you have Seth Jarvis scoring once again on the power play. And to me, this was a lot of a better goal, um, from my opinion, that Jarvis had. Because, the, for the, I mean, the first one that he had obviously was pretty much almost set up for him because, again, a little bit of puck luck I do think involved. But without that shot from Michael Bunting, I don't think Jarvis would have scored um, in that moment. But Jarvis, uh, I mean, he saw the puck. He saw the open net between the post and the uh, goalie's pad, and he scored. That was a little bit gifted to him, but Jarvis had to work for this goal. And he worked, I thought, pretty well. And he got, I think, an amazing um, snipe um right above the goalie's glove it was just really good great pass from Natchez and then to me my favorite goal of the game that I that I saw and we've seen this a couple times before in his career Natchez does the wraparound goal because he's that good uh skill 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 wise and he just tucks it in and my gosh that guy has an engine I believe Natchez when he is on his game, I think he can rival that of Ajo's game because he is explosive. But obviously, when Netches is not on his game, he can hurt us. Now, I haven't seen any hugely glaring issues that I've had with Netches where when he turns the puck over this season, uh, automatically leads to a huge chance and then a goal. Not yet. I have seen uh, at least at least I can't remember, but Natchez. I mean, he is showing. I think uh, that he wants to be here, and I think he is really a good player overall. Again, probably needs to polish up a little bit more on his puck handling ability, 
but he is able to give Carolina a uh, five to three lead. And then to put more salt in the wound, you have Brett Pesci scoring from a pass of uh, KK and Nason. And that kind of seals the deal for Carolina winning six to three. Uh, great game overall for Carolina. They honestly, I think, needed a game like this. I thought this was their best game uh, they've had this season. Uh, I thought the Anaheim game, obviously, they didn't have. They had a terrible start, although they were really good in the second and third periods. I thought, and then the LA game. Honestly, I thought the LA game was probably the worst game. That the Hurricanes had because they could never really establish a four check in that game. And I think the reason why they were able to score so much is because I really do not think Phoenix Copley is a starting goaltender for L.A. He just isn't, in my opinion. And then, obviously, you have the Ottawa game where Carolina, I think, was kind of a... uh, of what I would call probably their own worst enemy a bit because they were rusty. And you, you have to expect that. Come, I mean, first game of the season, you're probably going to be a little bit rusty. And obviously, I think there were a couple of guys on Ottawa's side that was pretty good anyways, too. But yeah, great win for Carolina overall, 6-3 to three win. I, I'm happy. Uh, I, since we won, obviously, uh, my three stars, uh, just looking at this game overall and from what I've seen in the first period, I'm going to make my third star. I'm going to make it probably, uh, Slavin from what I've heard. I think I've heard Slavin was very good. I make my second star Netches. Uh, especially because I thought he played really good in the first period, and obviously I thought um, a three-star um, category to put him in was cemented when he scored that great wraparound, wraparound goal, which was just excellent. That was just wonderful. And to me, my first star is going to be Seth Jarvis. He scores two goals this two goals this game and I really think with Jarvis I really think he this could be a good game to build off of for Jarvis I really want to see a 40 goal season from Jarvis because I think he can hit that I believe him and Svech can hit 40 goals I think Ajo can he just uh, one I think needs to stay healthy of course and he needs to be more consistent there are times where Ajo can be a bit streaky uh, but I'm I'm really hoping Travis can be the 40 goal scorer. I think um, that's really going to help Carolina, especially with Svech being out. But I think Svech is close to returning. I really do. And I think uh, moving forward, I hope Carolina can uh, win a couple more games uh, on the rest of this road trip. Uh, getting uh, three wins out of the first three away games, I think, is huge. I think it puts less pressure on the Hurricanes to win games like Colorado, like Tampa, like Seattle. Obviously, Seattle's probably going to be the easiest of the three, but uh, Colorado and Tampa, uh, those teams are obviously very good. And I think if you can get a win out of Seattle, I don't I think if 
they even get one point out of between Tampa and Colorado. I would call that a successful road trip, in my opinion. Uh, So, yeah, we will, well, not we, but I will see you again for another solo episode after the Seattle game on Friday, mainly because I have that day off, and obviously I am going to be recording that day. So yeah, that's going to be fun. I will see you guys then. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.